millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This September marks the 50th anniversary of Ferdinand Marcos Sr.'s Declaration of Martial Law. This series, we are calling it The Memory Project, hopes to keep alive the testimonies of thousands of human rights victims under the dictator's military rule. What you're about to hear is from an affidavit attesting to the ordeal and fate of one such victim. It will be read by one Filipino who pledges to never forget. Please listen. Mabuting makinig. On March 16, 1982, at around 4 a.m., I was arrested without any warrant of arrest by military men who surrounded our house in Area D, General Mariano Alvarez Cavite, to the fright and terror of my wife and children. I was boxed in the stomach by one military man as I was being brought to the car which was waiting along the highway. I was to be taken to Camp Nakar in Lucena City for questioning. Upon passing in Santa Rosa in Laguna, we entered a subdivision area and parked in a place far from the houses. I was told to get out of the car, but I resisted for fear that I was going to be salvaged. Knowing I was stubborn, my captors decided to board the car again and proceeded. We reached Camp Nakar in Lucena City, and I was interrogated inside a room with one electric bulb serving as light. I remained seated on a chair the whole night and was not allowed to sleep. Guards took turns on keeping watch on me. I was forced to write a written confession. The wordings were dictated to me confessing the commission of certain crimes which I did not have any knowledge of. I was threatened to be killed if I did not write what they wanted to me to write. I just followed for fear of death. My comrades who also arrived during that night were Reverend Harold Lorenzo, Reverend Jesse Cavida, and Mrs. Leonila Lorenzo. They were also investigated separately. I was not able to eat and sleep the whole three days and two nights. We were confined in Camp Nakar due to intense fear and terror. On March 18, 1982 at 1 p.m., I, together with Reverend Harold Lorenzo, Reverend Jesse Cavida, and Mrs. Leonila Lorenzo, was brought to the Metrocom Intelligence Security Group, MISG, headquarters in Camp Crame in Quezon City. The re-angry soldiers greeted us saying that they would be able to get even with us who killed their companions. We were confined in a single room without any privacy. During the night, we could not sleep again and we were in the constant fear. We could hear the shouts and moans of people being tortured. One night, a soldier poked a gun on my head and threatened to shoot me. We were brought to the fiscal's office in Quezon City 
for the filing of charges against us. We traveled in handcuffs. From then on, we were always on the papers every day. We were shown on the TV and broadcast over radios as criminals involved in murders, holdups, and other crimes. We were not allowed to be visited by our relatives and friends. The food served to us was not enough and not good. We could hardly sleep through the night because of haunting fear and anxiety. From the MSIG, we were transferred to Camp Panopio Military Hospital. I was placed in a room naked. I remained there for an hour. The doctor who came shouted at me and I was ordered to lie down on the cemented flooring and conducted medical checkup on me. Then, we were transferred to the PCINP stockade. We were again greeted by angry soldiers who threatened to kill us all to get even with us due to the killings of comrades. We were threatened as criminals by the military. We were afraid we could not get out alive. We were eight people put inside a small structure called Bartolina, measuring about one by four meters with walls and roofings of galvanized iron sheets. There we experienced suffocation, heat, and great discomfort. It was exposed under the sun. We could not lie down or stand up or move around. We slept in a sitting position. Our food was just thrown inside plastic packages. We were held in complete isolation without any visitor, relatives, or friends. We were held there for two weeks. Guards kept on banging the walls during the night that we could not sleep. Our condition was so terrible. There was no water and no toilets. After two weeks, we were then transferred to a room. We were not allowed to have visitors. We slept on cold pavements. In two months of stay there, I experienced pains on my back and hips. Then the three of us, I, Rev. Lorenzo and Rev. Cavida, were transferred to another cell where some members of the military and police were also confined. The food served to us civilians was not enough. The military men, most of the time, got double the food ration. Every day, the three of us were ordered to clean the place. We were told to buy our own supply like brooms, floor wax, and others. When we complained, we were threatened with bodily harm and death. When my wife and children visited me, they were told that I would not be able to get out alive anymore. They suffered intense fear and anxiety. After two years of living in this place like hell, in the constant fear and uncertainty, we were found out to be innocent by the trial court which tried our case, and on January 25, 1984, we were granted temporary liberty. We were finally released on March 13, 1984. After release, we lived in poverty. Our children were not able to attend school, and I could not find any job anymore. We continued to suffer and found it very hard to start a new life again. Will you also pledge to never forget? 
and would you like to lend your voice to The Memory Project? Email us at tekateka at pumapodcast.com and we will send you an affidavit that you can record, a testimony you can help keep alive. In the meantime, if you appreciated this episode, please share it with a friend. Mabuting makinig, lalo na kung sama-sama tayo. Tulong-tulong tayo to remember and never forget. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.